Hey everybody, Buckeye here. Welcome to the show. That was a little bit of Porch Stompin' Blues by Mississippi Lightning. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a shoplifter who stabbed a state trooper. Another shoplifter who claimed to have coronavirus and he got away. And we're going to talk about somebody that stole an entire truckload, semi-truckload of toilet paper and I'm going to introduce you to the old timer the old timer is somebody that taught me pretty much everything I know as far as shoplifting goes everything that she stated I would see over the years has happened and some it was great listening to the things that she sent out today so you guys will get get to hear that, and on future episodes, she is going to tell some really good shoplifting stories. So here we go. This story is from a Walmart in Pennsylvania. State police got a call about a gentleman who had allegedly shoplifted from the store and had placed items into his waistband. Troopers showed up, and while the guy could have been charged, the store just wanted to get the items back and trespass him from the store. Says the shoplifter took the pen, but he refused to sign the paper and became extremely belligerent with law enforcement officers and actually refused to leave the store. Says troopers tried to escort him out of the store, but he ended up putting up a fight. According to troopers, the shoplifter had reached for a knife he had in his possession, but he couldn't get to it, so he used what he literally had in hand. Shoplifter attempted to stab the troopers with the pen. Says troopers eventually cuffed him up, and since he couldn't move his hands, he could move his mouth mouth, which got him into more trouble. He allegedly told troopers he had a gun. He would have shot them. He also allegedly said he was going to show up at his preliminary preliminary hearing armed. Says he is now in the county jail. Without bond, he is facing charges of aggravated assault and resisting arrest. It's uh, over the years I've had to deal with people like this who get violent If you're out there and you're catching shoplifters, you know to always keep an eye on their hands. Sometimes these things happen. They get out of control very quickly. Um, This guy just couldn't keep it together. (laughs) 
Here's a story out of North Carolina. I titled this one, Toilet Paper Theft 2? Question mark. It says 18,000 pounds of toilet paper were found in a stolen tractor trailer in Guilford County, North Carolina. It says the Guilford County Sheriff's Office said they found nearly 18,000 pounds of commercial bathroom paper products in a stolen 53-foot semi-trailer on Wednesday. It says, uh... They initiated an investigation on the driver of a tractor trailer who was traveling on Interstate 40. Uh, The driver was in violation of North Carolina motor vehicle law, so deputies followed the vehicle to a warehouse dock facility a short distance off the interstate. Deputies encountered the driver and determined the tractor trailer was stolen from a local facility and was being used to transport nearly 18,000 pounds of toilet paper and paper towels. The sheriff's office said it was not clear whether the driver knew he was hauling a stolen trailer, which is why no charges have been filed yet. Investigators transferred the load from the stolen trailer to another so it could continue on its way to be delivered. This is an ongoing and no arrests have been made at this time. This just cracks me up. I really hope that the CP was all stolen. But hey... Somebody out there will have some toilet paper. This next story really bothers me. It's from a Walmart in San Leandro, California. It says an Oakland man was in jail after police said he tried to shoplift hundreds of dollars worth of energy drinks from his store by telling security staff he had the coronavirus, ensuring that they kept their distance as he fled. Police responded to a report of a robbery at this Walmart and learned that loss prevention staff saw a surgical mask-wearing man taking $777.28 worth of cases of energy drinks. Store staff approached the man, but he told them that he had the COVID-19 virus and threatened to infect them, which caused the victim to be in a sustained state of fear. According to prosecuting prosecutors filing, Obtained Thursday, the store security worker said that he did not try to apprehend the suspect because he did not want to get sick. The security staff backed away and let the suspect leave after the incident. Staff called police and provided a description of the man in his vehicle. 
Officers located the man's vehicle, identified him, and attempted to place him under arrest. Says the man became hostile, refusing to cooperate with officers' instructions and requiring officers to tackle and eventually carry him to a patrol vehicle. Crazy, crazy story. I'm kind of at a loss for words when I read this because I couldn't imagine what was going through the loss prevention staff's mind as they were trying to attempt to uh, apprehend this gentleman. Um, I can say that if I was in that situation, I probably would have reacted the same way. But this this story just sickens me to hear. Um, Just, it it blows me away. It blows me away the things that people will do. Um, I mean, who, who, who would even joke around about that? Um, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But, uh, for everybody out there that's, uh, you know, still working and you're making those apprehensions, just stay, stay safe. Um, you know, they, they always come back. We all know this. Um, but nothing to joke around on about with this one. Um, but I wanted to make people aware that stuff like this is going on and I just blown away by this one. So, um, to all the police officers out there, I want to thank you guys for what you do. Stay safe. Um, and everybody keep, keep social distancing. We're going to beat this. Love y'all. Thank you. Yes, the rumors are true. Buckeye Boyd is off the market. Started dating a girl. That's absolutely amazing. Just wanted to throw it out there and share it with you guys. Dating with the uh, coronavirus going on is a little different. Um, we do a lot of the Google Google Duo, where we can talk to each other, see each other, which is pretty cool. Um, been doing Google Duo uh, with family and friends too. So if you haven't tried that, um, it helps with the social distancing. Um, you get to see your loved ones, see the people that, uh, that you miss. And, uh, just thought I would share that with all of you. So this next part of the podcast, I would like to introduce somebody to you that is very special to me. She wants to go by the name of the old timer. I'm going to uh, let her explain her story to you. It's very awesome. Some of it I'd never heard before. Um, We are going to each tell some different shoplifting stories that have happened to us. Uh, eventually we are going to do a podcast where we can talk to each other and put it all out there for you. I worked about two and a half, three years with this person. She's absolutely amazing. Taught me a lot of the things that, uh, that it takes to catch people. Um, 
I cannot say enough good things about this person. She's just amazing. So, but once we get into story time, it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to love it. So, but anyways, here is the old timer. Thank you, Buckeye Boyd, for the ad to this great podcast that you came up with. And uh, let me just take a few minutes to introduce myself to your audience. And I'm just going to call myself the old timer for the sake of being anonymous. So um, I'm going to say that back in 1986, I began the loss prevention career which I'm gonna call LP. I actually started when I was 21 years old for a local department store in Ohio based out of Akron. It was the M. O'Neill Company. And they're no longer in existence, I believe today. It's actually, the store is still standing there in in Canton, Ohio. And it's um, at what we used to call Belden Village Mall and it's now a Macy's, but back then it was the M. O'Neill Company. And I was a cashier or sales clerk, whatever you want to call it. Worked in the store for over three years, probably floated through every single department possible. Spent a lot of time in the men's department. A lot of time back then they used to call it intimates and foundations Um, where we did bra fittings and all that wonderful stuff. I was going to college part-time as well. and I ended up back in the men's department one day where I was working in the evening and a gentleman came in and we had leather coats that were wired to the boxes on the T-stands. And very quickly he grabbed one of my T-stands with a couple leather coats on it and ran out the door. I took off running after the guy just not even thinking about it twice. And uh, behind me was loss prevention, uh, chasing me, chasing him. He got out the door and threw the rack down in the parking lot and kept running towards a Ponderosa across the street. Police ended up catching him back behind the Ponderosa. Next day, they came up to me and said, you know, hey, you want to do loss prevention? Of course, I was making three thirty-five an hour. And uh, the first words I said were, you know, well, how much more does it pay an hour? You know, it was a whopping 15 cents more an hour. So, of course, I jumped on that opportunity. Back in those days, we were floor walkers. We didn't have cameras. The cameras that we did have um, were all wired to its own monitor in an old big loss prevention office. And they were left over from the days when back in the early mid, I guess should say mid-70s, there were uh, cameras at fitting rooms and you would have to tell the person on the camera how many items you were taking into the fitting room at that particular store and hold the items up and then go on into the fitting room. But we didn't really use those anymore other than just fixed shots. There weren't any PTZs at that time, not in that store. Just did a lot of floor walking. But I was in loss prevention there for about another year before I moved to Norfolk, Virginia and to join my then ex-husband now, uh, who was in the Navy. And I began working for JCPenney's at Military Circle Mall in 1987. 
Very old, old penny store, no longer in existence either. That store has been torn down. And uh, that store actually was built in 1965. And uh, again, I worked with a group of about four or five people. And uh, it was all floor walking. In fact, back in those days, you could uh, actually arrest them for uh, concealment. Also, Virginia at that time was... um, and probably still is, I'm not sure, a common law state. We were closed on Sundays, and they have what they called as three strikes and you're outlaw. So if a person got caught twice and you're catching them on the third time, they knew they'd been caught twice, and so, of course, they knew it was their third time and it was going to turn into a felony. And so, of course, they were very nervous, and, uh, you know, you had to come up with code words for your managers that would walk in as a witness, such as, hey, could you go cancel my pizza that I ordered? And that was the the secret code to call the cops. Or in the case of it being in a military area, or, you know, area um, a lot of military people that we did catch as well. And um, we'd have to call Shore Patrol, actually, to come and pick them up. So it was, uh, it was an eye-opening experience for a then 22-year-old who... Uh, when I came from the store in Ohio, actually, I'd only ever had three apprehensions. I thought I was badass. Got to Norfolk, Virginia. They took a chance on hiring me, they said. And um, we were catching a lot of people. I, I would say on average, uh, anywhere between 10 or more a week, you'd have to schedule all your catches to go to court on the same day um, and the court was General District Court in downtown Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, I remember the judge was a Judge Cloud that we always had to go before. And, uh, you know, the courtroom was always just packed with everything that you could ever imagine that happened in the city. Uh, with it being common court, you had the shoplifters, you had the beggars, you had the people who got cut, you know, caught for public intoxication or urinating in the airport, you know, there, um, just everything. It was, it was to this kid, a, a very eye-opening experience to see every walk of life. And we used to have to carry all of our evidence down to court with us. And, uh, after a while, the court got to know who you were, and they would allow for you to not have to bring all the merchandise, and you could sit on the side bench and uh, sit with the police officers and the attorneys, and you could get called first because they got to know who you were. And After a while, I started to notice this little old lady that sat at the back of the courtroom all the time. I never got to see her testify and uh, didn't really know why she was there, and finally one day I asked... Uh, one of the people there sitting on the bench with me, you know, all right, who is she? What's her story? Because she's here all the time, almost as often as I am. And come to find out that they called her the, the old timer. Here she's this little old lady, in my opinion, at 22. She looked like a little old lady. She had saggy, baggy pantyhose, and she wore the earth shoes and polyester black skirts that went below her knee. Gray hair all piled up in a big old bun on her head, heavy sweaters. And uh, here she was loss prevention for one of the neighboring department stores right there in my mall. 
and I had no clue. And I, you know, I was just in utter shock. I couldn't believe that someone that age would still be chasing these people like, like we were, we were hands on back then. I mean, in all honesty, when we went out the door, sometimes you were already grabbing a hold of them and slamming them into a a brick building and on the, the side of the store as you were identifying yourself as store security. And, uh, you know, we handcuffed them and we drug them back into the store, into our office any way we could. And it, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy task, but I was crazy back then. I did some, I did some crazy stuff. And, uh, anyhow, that's how I came up with this name, Old Timer. So, um, again, I just wanted to introduce myself and I'm going to be telling some stories on here. I've spent 33 years in the loss prevention field and I've been in 13 states and I have worked for seven different retailers over the course of those 33 years. Several of them I've gone back to three or four times uh, based on military moves and Uh, Currently, uh, I am retired from the field. I retired last year from it, and uh, I decided it was time at at, uh, 55 to hang up the hat. I was sitting in rooms of district meetings full of 21-year-olds, and, uh, you know, I was the old-timer. I was the old lady. I had the gray hair, and, uh, you know, uh, all I had to say was... uh, you know, I came from the days of LP when uh, we didn't have HBA. You know, when we clocked in to go to work, we we just knew what we were supposed to do. We went out there and caught people, I mean, because it was fun. And, uh, you know, we didn't have numbers to have to crunch. Of course, you know, we all set our own personal goals. And, you know, if so-and-so caught, you know, two this week, by God, you know, you're going to go out there and catch three. And, uh, you know, it was just... Uh, you know, a personal goal that you drove yourself into catching them. And I've been very blessed over those 33 years to work with some very, very talented people, ones that were just bulldogs that had a nose that could just sniff people out. You know, when I started out, I was horrible. I couldn't catch anything. I couldn't catch a flea that jumped on me. Um, you know, but I worked alongside with these people, saw what they saw, and, uh, you know, started picking up things, began reading people better. And, uh, it just, uh, it just, you know, gets in your blood. You guys know that. And, um, you know, long story short, I've told a lot of stories over the years to my family and my kids, uh, cousins, nephews and nieces. And one of them is the person who has started this podcast. Um, one of my very own family members, um, who, I brought into this field because he had a passion for it. And uh, we had a lot of fun working together for a couple years and did some crazy stuff ourselves. And uh, again, I look forward to uh, this podcast and and spending some time sharing all these crazy stories with you folks and hopefully make you laugh. So everybody stay safe, stay well. Um, I'm just hanging out at home right now. I don't know what day it is. I think it's Saturday. Uh, anyhow, um, just been really just cleaning this house. I'm tired of cleaning and just coming up with things to do. I think we're all pretty pretty much in the same boat. I've already finished one book, working on to another one, and 
doing the crafty crap, you know, just to keep my mind occupied and uh, look forward to going back to work here soon, hopefully, and uh, hopefully get this world back on track. And I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. And uh, so, you know, I'm pretty sure none of us have, obviously, but uh, anyways, I just pray that uh, God blesses you all and keeps you safe and uh, look forward to bringing you guys some really crazy funny stories that I've been told need to be put in a book, but I'm not going to do that. I don't need the shoplifters learning how, uh, how we figure it out. All right. God bless. Have a great day. I just want to thank the old timer for her stories and everything she's done for me adding to this podcast. I think your, uh, your segment was pretty awesome. I hope everybody else enjoyed it. We all look forward to hearing some crazy shoplifting stories from you. I want to thank everybody for joining and listening to this episode of Can I Pay For It Now? I want to thank all of you, all 239 of you, for adding us on our Facebook group page. I was absolutely blown away to see that many people added us on that page. So um, please feel free to share the podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, anybody that you know that just wants a good laugh. Um, hit us up on the Facebook page, send me a message on there. You can email me at buckeyeboyd at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any crazy stories you want to be told on the podcast and, uh, I just want to thank all of you guys. Um, this week's been pretty cool with, uh, by playing around on this thing, we figured a few other things out. So we look forward to being able to bring you some funny stories and just have fun with this thing. I hope everybody's staying safe. Um, social distancing as much as you can. Just stay safe, you guys. Thanks again.